everybody. Welcome to our Sunday live stream. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, just as people are jumping on the live stream, uh, we were talking about some of the books that we were reading because, you know, what more is there to do uh, during our physical distancing? Uh, and so we were just talking about some of the books that we're reading, some of the ones that we are enjoying. And so uh, we figured we'd talk with you guys this morning about some of those books too. Um, this is our like virtual book club for the morning. Um, so Pastor Lisa, what have you been reading so far? So I just finished all of the Codebreaker series that are available. So there's one still coming out in July. Mm -hmm. um, but when this kind of started, I went back to the first, okay, not the first series, but so the author is Rosanna M. White, and she likes to uh, bring characters from past series into her current series. So I went back to the first one of these, which is the mm -hmm. Ladies of the Man, and then uh, went through the second series, which I can't remember the name <laughs> of right now. And now I'm in the Code Breakers series. Wow. Yeah. So they like weave through. They weave through. Like, all these characters weave through all of those books? Yeah. Wow. In like some way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe not all of them in every book. Yeah. But they like yeah. make appearances here and there. Yeah. Huh. And so what do you like about the series? Okay. So I'm a huge historical fiction girl. Um, I love history in general. Mm -hmm. So uh, this whole series is set around World War One, or at right. this point in that, it's still just the Great War. Mm -hmm. Like it's none of the rest of the world has gotten involved. It's still very European. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very like spy-ish. Nice. Yeah. And so I like that. There's yeah. a little bit of action. There's a bit of history. Of course, there's a bit of romance. Um, and they're Christian. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Even better. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I just finished a trilogy of books that I like that has been like so highly suggested to me and that people loved. Um, and I, it took me from November to That's finish reading time. them and there are only three books. Which I'm, <laughs> I'm usually a pretty quick reader and I just like could not get into them. I don't know what it was, okay. um, but the pacing wasn't very good. I didn't really like lots of the like, they added so many characters. It, it was just hard to read. Um, now, here's the burning question. Are the people who suggested these books to you watching us right now? Probably, but I did preemptively <laughs> tell them uh, that okay. I didn't like it. And so I let at least uh, my dad down, at least, there because he really liked it and suggested <laughs> me. So sorry, dad. Um, but we're exposing the fact that I didn't love that series. But I'm jumping into a new series that I've already read before. Okay. Um, because I don't know what's new in bookstores anymore, because when I went to college, I kind of stopped reading yeah. like, um, like books for fun. Yeah. And so I don't even know like what's in the thing. So I'm just like coming back in circles now. And so I'm reading, I'm starting a new one. No, I'm rereading another series called uh, The Inheritance Cycle. Okay. Which is by Christopher Paolini, which is, it's got to do with like dragons and it's like set in kind of like medieval times. And it was one of the best books here that I've actually ever read. Wow. Um, and I've read them many times, but I haven't read them in like years. Okay. And so I forget lots of the details. And so uh, I managed to finally source the third out of fourth book, which I somehow lost in my moves that I've had over the years. But I finally sourced that last book. And so I'm going to reread those ones too. So. Hey, so what are you guys reading? Post it in the comments. Yeah. Because now I'm done my series. I have to wait till July. Well, and I apparently have no new content to read. So if you guys are reading <laughs> books that you really like, uh, drop it in the comments because we'll be checking those later. And we'd love to hear from you guys as well um, because I clearly need new content. Well, I frequently reread my books. Yeah, I there yeah. people who don't reread books. I always like. Yeah, there's always so many new things to learn. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. 
Uh, well, we just had a couple announcements, and the first one is more of an update. Uh, we just wanted to give you guys a quick update about some of our global partners. So if you're joining us this morning and you don't know who our global partners are, um, they're people we partner with who are both here in our kind of local or um, regional context and those who are overseas. So if you go to my evangel church, sorry, let me try that again. If you go to myevangel.church forward slash global dash partners, it gives you a highlight of kind of all of the people that we support uh, as a church here. But there have been, uh, there was one couple that we gave an update on the McTavishes in one of our Thursday streams. And they got on the mission field uh, over in the Ukraine and then actually had to turn around and come home just based on the circumstances yeah. that we're going through right now. Uh, but many of our global partners have actually stayed overseas. So they, we support another family called the Williams. They're in Spain. They're kind of in lockdown right now, uh, but have stayed because they feel like they're um, supposed to still be there. They're supposed to still uh, serve the people that are around them there. Uh, and then we have a global partner who is actually in parliament in Ottawa, and he's actually just come home. He lives in Victoria. He's actually just returned home as well, just to be able to physical distance and to be with his family. Um, and then finally, we have other uh, global partners that work in uh, a network that's restricted. And yeah. so we actually can't really say much about them other than that they're safe. Um, and so we are still committed to supporting those people because we really do feel like they're uh, doing great work, both in our local context and our global context. And that just as we've pivoted and just as we've shifted everything that we've done, so have they. Yeah. And so we really believe that they're doing a great job. They still. are and doing so a great job. We just wanted to give you guys a quick update about that. Uh, and then we have a couple announcements. So Mother's Day is obviously going to look a little bit different um, this year. And just because it looks different doesn't mean that our mom shouldn't be honored and loved and celebrated. Amen. Um, and I'm sure as a mom, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but we're doing a little bit of a different thing. We're doing a tribute video for our moms. So if you call Evangel Home, or even if not, uh, there will be a link coming up that shows you how to get to our live tribute website. And all you do is take a quick video about moms. So it doesn't necessarily need to be specifically about your mom, uh, but it can be moms in general. It could be a spiritual mother yeah. that you've maybe had over your lifetime. Uh, and just give them like a quick kind of 15 to 30 second yeah. shout out. Uh, and just say why we love them, what we appreciate about them. And it can be humorous or heartfelt or make it your own. Yeah. And so all we ask is that you hold your camera this way. So we want it to be um, not portrait, but landscape mode, uh, just because that allows us to edit the videos a little bit easier. The next one is, you may have noticed that on our stories, on both Instagram and Facebook, that one of our pastoral team has kind of given you a quick thought or a quick question to ask. Uh, so we're doing that every day of the week. So we have a prayer calendar. If you go to myevangel.church forward slash challenge, uh, you'll be able to find our prayer calendar there. And so our thoughts kind of pair with that prayer prayer calendar. And the intention behind that is just to be able to start some conversation within your family to give you guys a couple things to ponder as you sit around the table or as you sit in the living room and to just give you some tools in your tool belt to be able to discuss faith uh, with each other. Because we know that that's something that's not necessarily yeah, inherent. It's, it's something that's learned. For it's sure. a skill that's really developed. And so we feel like uh, since we have so much time with family right now, yeah. it's a great moment to be able to learn to talk about faith. Uh, to kind of start those things. And so lean into the awkward as we do that, but we wanna give you just a couple thoughts each day that you can kind of start conversation with. And then the last one is, uh, we have a Thursday uh, stream as well. Yep. So we live stream on both Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays. And that's kind of a little bit more of a closer community online. So although it may feel close together, 
Uh, it's kind of all across our region. And so we would love for you to join. One of our pastoral team will be doing just a short study on how to respond in faith in crisis. And so we've gone through lots of stories. We've gone through lots of um, moments together. And so we'd love for you to join mm -hmm. us Thursdays at 7 p.m. on our live streams. And then finally, uh, we're really wanting to reach out into our community because we really believe that this is an important time for us to not just look within ourselves, but to look out into our community. And so we've contacted some people who are already doing good in our community. Uh, and one of those places is the Salvation Army. And so as we were discussing with them some ways that we can support, they were looking for donations yeah. uh, of like food items. And so I'm going to read to you a list that they sent me kind of of some important items. And so mm -hmm. if you are at the grocery store, if you're doing a big shop, if you're ordering online, uh, could you just consider maybe adding one or two of these small items to your grocery order? And then you can drop them off at the church. We'll have a contactless drop off. So you won't have any, um, you won't break any physical distancing rules, but uh, we'll make sure that it's a safe way for you to drop it off. But these are some of the things that we're looking for. So looking for cans of chili, uh, apparently lots of um, like kind of single men really appreciate those. Uh, craft dinner, any kind of like box mac and cheese. Uh, they're looking for canned beans and then thick soups uh, that you can find in cans. And so those are some of the ways that you can kind of support uh, our community as we partner with people who are already doing good. And so if you uh, remember that in the grocery store, pick one up or two and bring them here to the church. And then the last thing is, uh, as we reach out in our community as well, another great way and kind of just a practical way to support uh, our community both here at Evangel and in our larger community is that as you're at the grocery store again, uh, if you want to pick up a gift card, mm -hmm. it would be something that's really helpful to drop off to the church because we've had people come in uh, who have lost jobs or whose income has changed yeah. um, and just people who are in need. And so that's a great way to be able to resource those people uh, in, a, in a way that helps them. And so Walmart and Save-On are kind of the two ones that we're looking for, uh, just to give a little bit of a variety of what people can buy. But we would really appreciate uh, you coming alongside of us as we come alongside our community yeah. uh, to be able to serve them through this time, which is full of uncertainty uh, and full of some difficult moments. Yeah. And I know that a lot of you have been asking um, how mm -hmm. you can partner. A lot of you have still kept your jobs. And so this just allows us to be really quick in our response Yeah. Um, rather than having to contact you. And yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. And then finally, um, we still uh, are doing giving here at the church. And so there are a couple ways that you can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have drive through generosity on Sunday mornings where you can come by the church uh, between nine and noon and drop off your tithes and offerings there. We had somebody drive through this morning uh, and they literally drove up to the front. I grabbed uh, their envelope and they like headed off home uh, to watch the live stream. But you're able to come in after the live stream is over as well. And then there are two other ways. Our offices are still open um, every day from Monday to Thursday from nine until four, sorry, nine until five. Uh, and so you're able to come then. And then finally you can give online. So if you go to myevangel.church, which is our website, on any of the pages there, they actually have a little blue icon in the bottom right-hand corner. And that allows you to walk through what's called a giving flow. So it asks you a couple of questions, um, but it's an easy way for you to be able to give in a truly, truly contactless way. Mm -hmm. And so we really appreciate your generosity uh, in this season as we continue to walk in obedience to those things. Uh, and so we really appreciate that. And so those are some ways that you can give uh, here to the church. Okay, well, let's pray. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pray for our global partners and then just for the service. And then I'll pass it over to Pastor Lisa. Awesome. 
So God, we thank you so much that you have uh, put such a heart for people to go into their communities, whether that's here in Canada or whether that's around the world, to be able to serve people there, serve their needs, serve what they're looking for, uh, to bring hope in a time and in a place that sometimes is hopeless. God, we pray for our global partners right now as they are navigating through uncertain times, through financial difficulties, through uh, looking for creative ways to serve their community. God, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that your Holy Spirit would inspire creative ideas, not just creative ideas, but also intentional and strategic ideas to be able to reach out into their community, that they would know so clearly that you are still with them, that you are still guiding them and that you are still leading them and that they can have impact and a voice in their communities even now. So God, we lift them up to you. We pray that you continue to bless them. And God, as we uh, transition into the service, may uh, we continue to set our focus on you and may you continue to speak to us very clearly in this time. Thank you, God. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to pass it over to you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, good morning. Have you ever uttered the phrase, I'll believe it when I see it? I know that I have many times because we're typically a people who like the tangible, aren't we? The people who like the tactile, the things that fill our five senses. So what happens when that is elusive? What happens when it's absent from our five senses? What happens when the thing that we really need is trust? And Pastor Marcus uh, preached a message last week and encouraged us all in rest, in finding our true fulfilled rest in Jesus. And we're picking up at the end of that passage in Hebrews 3 today. So grab your Bible with me and turn to Hebrews 3 verse 7. And if you don't have a Bible, you can head over to myevangel.church forward slash Bible. And we have some links there where you can download the YouVersion Bible app on your phone or on a tablet. And there's also a form there if you would like a paper Bible of your own. Um, we do ask that that is just for Pella River, just to save on some postage. And we'll get that to you as it's able, as we're able and it's safe to do so. So turn with me to Hebrews 3. We're going to start at verse 7. So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold firmly till the end our original conviction. As has just been said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So God, we pray that this warning would just ring in our spirits, God. 
because we do desire to be faithful in response to your faithfulness. We do desire to be obedient in response to your guiding. We do desire your peace and your rest. So help us find that in you this morning, in your precious name. Amen. Well, let's rewind throughout history once again to this example that's being given to us. When the Israelites were saved from slavery in Egypt by God's might, and they're on this journey to the promised land being led by Moses. And this is actually the narrative that we're being that we're reading through right now in our Start With Challenge, which is kind of um, wonderful timing that Pastor Marcus shared how you could access that with us and follow along on this story. But on the way to the promised land, God continues to provide miracle after miracle after miracle. And still, every single time a significant need arises, what happens? The Israelites forget. And they start to look at the enormity of the situation that's looming ahead of them. And they forget about the enormity of God. And when met with every need, it's just like this repetition. They look back at the before, which is really, really interesting because their before wasn't like a rosy, wonderful place. Their before was torment. Their before was slavery. Their before was pain. And yet in their hardness of heart, as the writer of Hebrews puts it, they continually declare that Moses and therefore God should have just left them in their before that they would be better off in the pain and torment of slavery or better off dead than they are right now stuck in this situation. And not only that, but they start to look around to what can fill what they perceive to be their lack. And more times than not, that finds the nation of Israel adopting the false gods of whoever is in proximity to them. And it's so frustrating to read for us, isn't it? Like you just kind of want to shake them through the Bible. And yet when we read, we have to realize that these are chapters separated by sentences. But for these people, it was situations separated by days and weeks and months and years of worry and frustration and the grind and the day-to-day and the normal. So how's your trust? In the midst of the days and the weeks and the months and the years of worry and frustration and grind, how's your trust when you're faced with the enormity of a situation like maybe this one right here? Do we choose to focus on the enormity of the problem or do we choose to focus on the enormity of God? Because there's really no middle ground. So how's your trust? And this is why it matters. See, we start to focus on the enormity of the situation in front of us. That starts to lead us to this distrust. It starts to lead us to this belief that God's just not able to do what he says he's able to do, or maybe he's not who he says he is. And that distrust is what leads us to a hardening of our hearts. That distrust is the root of doubt and cynicism, of pulling away from relationship with God. And that distrust is what causes us to look back to the before, 
to long for the old things in life, even though they were pain and torment and slavery. That distrust is what causes us to look around us for what can fill the perceived need apart from God. How is your trust? And the writer of Hebrews makes this a mine and ours issue, and I love that, that he or she is firm in this belief that this faith that we're a part of is not a solo sport. See, I have a responsibility to tend to my own faith. That's absolutely certain. When I stand before Jesus, I alone give account for my life. But I also have a responsibility in love to tend to the relationships of my faith community. That's what faith community is. So let's jump into these responsibilities, these two responsibilities together. So the first is, what is mine to own? And we see this in verses 7 through 11. So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Now, this is an excerpt from Psalm 95 that the writer of Hebrews is quoting. And what struck me so strongly is this contrast between a portion of verse 9 and a or all of verse 9 and a portion of verse 10. They tested and tried me, though they saw what I did. Their hearts were going astray. They did not know God's ways. Listen to that. Though they saw what I did, they did not know God's ways. They saw what he did, but they didn't know him. They saw the miracles. They saw the provision. They saw the protection. They saw the faithfulness, but they didn't know the provider. They didn't know the protector. They didn't know the faithful God that was with them and that was leading him, leading them. They saw his works, but they didn't know his character. And friends, when we laid our life marveling at the deeds of God and not the character of God, we will have a shallow faith. And we'll fall into this trap of this give me faith. Ever read read that Berenstein Bears book, The Give Me's? And we'll fall into this trap of questioning when God doesn't answer our prayers just so. Questioning who he is when the situations that loom ahead of us seem unfair or seem too large or seem to prove that God is not. We need to know God by more than just his deeds. We need to know God and ask him to reveal who he is by his deeds. We need to be a people who search out the heart of God and not just the miracles of God. Is God still God if your needs aren't met? Is God still God? if a loved one dies? Is God still God if that paycheck doesn't come in? Is God still God? I think that reveals to us where our trust is. Is it on the miracle? Or is it on who God is? 
I've been really struggling with my own prayers during this season, not um, a disbelief in God being able to answer them. But as most of you know, I've been really clinging to Psalm 121. I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth. And further on, that the Lord will guard our goings out and our comings in. And I am praying and begging God to protect my family from this virus, to protect those that I love and faith community, Evangel Church family. That is you as well. And I am begging God to meet our needs, to be provider. As some of you have heard, like financially as our church, we're just begging God to meet our needs as provider. And every now and then, God will just drop a few words in my spirit. But what if? Lisa, I know you're praying that I would protect your family from this virus. But what if? I know you're praying that I would provide all of the needs. But what if? And in those moments, I have to come before God in humility and say, you know what? You're right, Lord. If that money doesn't come through, I will still serve you. You're right. If my family gets sick, I will still praise you. Because friends, my faith isn't contingent on my circumstances. My faith has to be contingent on who God is. Whatever comes. Whatever comes, I can believe in the character of God. And only that can weather the storms of life. If I trust only in God's deeds, if I trust only what I can see, how quickly I'm going to forget to trust him when I can't see him. And yet... How many times can we attest to the fact that when we felt adrift, when we felt alone, when we felt like God abandoned us, abandoned us and forgot about us, that give it some time and look back, you saw the hand of God in a way that you didn't recognize in the moment. That looking back, you could see how God was orchestrating moments and he was orchestrating circumstances and he was moving beyond your peripheral vision. Friends, we need to trust the character of God and not just the deeds of God that we can see. How's your trust? A soft heart requires trust, a trust that's born out of a relationship with God, a trust that's born out of knowing who he is, not just what he does. And then the writer of Hebrews broadens this from this individual responsibility to this corporate responsibility, our responsibility in verses 12 to 14. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if, if indeed we hold firmly till the end our original conviction. And at first glance, this none of you can seem like an individual statement. Like when I left the house today, I said, no one makes a mess. 
none of you is going to make a mess. Like it's this individual directive given to a large group of people, none of you. But the nuance of the Greek is different. The nuance of the Greek is that this none of you is this linking of arms and turning in. None of you is this understanding that in faith community, we have a responsibility to each other and for each other. This none of you means that we're watching for those that are struggling, that we are people of daily encouragement, sharing our own conviction with those that, has, that God has called us to, that God has called together. Who needs your encouragement today? Friends, my prayer for you is that during this season, you lean into God like never before. That you ask God to reveal who he is to you, his character that is unchanging. But my prayer would also be that that doesn't become something that buoys you up alone. But that we would become people who share that hope that we have often and boldly in our prayers every day, could we begin as a community to ask God to place one name and one face on our heart so that we can lean into intercession? Yes. So that we can pray for that person individually? Yes. But also so that we can reach out with boldness, that phone call, that text message, sharing the who God is. In the midst of the circumstances, encouraging, strengthening, we all need it. Friends, we all need it. I need it. I need the reminder of who God is when it can be so easy right now to focus on the enormity of the situation in front of us. Matthew Henry says, and there are none, even the strongest of the flock, who do not need help of other Christians. Neither are there any so low and despised, but the care of their standing in the faith and of their safety belongs to all. We all need it. We have a responsibility to each other and for each other because, friends, sin is deceptive. It creeps and it whispers. We need each other. We need those stories of God's faithfulness passed down from generation to generation. We need those relationships that are checking in with accountability when we start to look longingly at the before of pain and torment and slavery as if that was fondness. We need the perspective when we begin to look around at the peripheral of what could fill the perceived needs apart from God. We need each other to strengthen each other, to guard each other, to remind each other. Hebrews 10 verses 24 to 25 say, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We need each other. The church Faith community doesn't stop because we can't gather in this building. If anything, we need each other more. The not gathering together 
We can do that, guys. We can honor God in faith community through a telephone line. We can honor God in faith community through a conference call. Because this is the plan. Faith in community is the plan. We were never meant to do it alone because can I be honest? We're not strong enough individually. We need each other to hold us up, to strengthen us, to remind us of who God is. When one's weak, the others are strong. When one has need, the others provide. We are called to each other. How's your trust? In this situation, do you see the enormity of it looming ahead of you? Are you holding fast to the enormity of who God is? Friends, if it's hinging on God answering our prayers just so, if it's hinging on being able to see God with our eyes, we've started a countdown clock to a crisis of faith. But if our trust is hinging on who God is, that's unchanging. And God is for you. And God is active in your life. And God is still able. Please hear me. I'm not saying don't ask God for big things. I'm not saying don't ask God for the miracle. Don't ask God for the protection. Don't ask God for the provision. God tells us to ask him. He says he hears you. He is able. But that's not where we hang our trust. We hang our trust on who he is. Distrust leads to a hard heart. And we see in Hebrews 3.19 that this is the reason an entire generation was unable to come to their place of rest. After being saved from Egypt, after miracle upon miracle and victory upon victory, Israel finally makes it to the promised land and they send these 12 spies in. And they're supposed to go in and like scope out the land and come up with a game plan and 10 come back. And they have focused entirely on the enormity of the situation. And they come back with this report to abandon the dream, abandon the rest, to just take the safe plan and rely on themselves. But two, Caleb and Joshua see the enormity of who God is and they, trust, they urge the people to trust in that, to trust in who God is and what he's capable of. Friends, let's be the Caleb's and the Joshua's. And they don't come back with rose-colored glasses. They see the situation. They define the situation. Right now, friends, this COVID-19 thing stinks. And it is so hard to watch people get sick people die. It's so hard to watch people lose their jobs and not know where their next meal is. The situation's real, but let's not focus there because God is bigger and his character is unchanging and he's able. Let's be the Caleb's and Joshua's who hinge their trust not on what they can see with their eyes, but on the unfailing character of who God is. Let's not do it for ourselves alone. Let's do it so that we can hold each other up.
is we are called to each other. When we struggle, don't struggle alone, friends. Reach out, have the courage. Our faith is not on what we see. It's on the God that we know. He alone is unchanging and he is able. So let's fix our eyes on him. Thank you, Pastor Lisa, for sharing uh, a great message. And it's true that we we need each other um, so much in this moment and in this season. Um, and so we appreciate for all that you guys have done in adapting to that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's continue forward in that. And so I hope you uh, are just inspired with hope this morning. Uh, if you're wanting to take kind of the next steps in your journey of faith with us, uh, there are a couple ways that you can do that. If you have questions or if you have anything that you want to know uh, as you're exploring faith in Jesus, you can either phone us here at the church. We're here until noon. Uh, our phone number is 604 483 4283, or you can text us at 604-210-8535. And our pastoral team here is uh, waiting to be able to connect with you, to answer any questions you may have, uh, and to walk you through some of the next steps of your journey of faith. But thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, We look forward uh, to seeing you guys on Thursday, and we're going to just pray to end off uh, our live stream this morning. So God, we thank you so much that we can fix our eyes on you. And as we do so, your character is revealed to us, which anchors our hope. God, I pray that we would continue to be there for each other, to be the community that you have destined uh, us to be. And that sometimes if our, although our our message never changes, that our method sometimes does. And so may we continue uh, to adapt to that. May we continue to band together, linked arm to arm, as Pastor Lisa said, as we go forward together. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are trustworthy. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. And if we can pray for you specifically, you can go to myevangel.church forward slash prayer or also text that number 604-210-8535. That's right. All right. Thanks guys so much for joining us. We'll see you again.